Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It is another edition of Philly Stam. Your host, James Seltzer. It is Wednesday, July the 14th as we come off. Some baseball last night, not some Phillies baseball, some Phillies played some baseball last night. We come off the all-star game last night as the American League takes their eighth straight all-star game. Underdogs coming into it made no sense to me. I thought that was a pretty easy bet if you're going to bet on a nonsensical competition that is not a real competition that no one really cares about winning. I would have bet on the AL because they win it every year, it seems, and the AL won again last night at 5 to two victory. A lot to get into. I want to talk about, and we'll go back to like Philly's specific second half stuff, like we said, tomorrow, the rest of the week leading into Friday's return to action, 44 and 44. Let's go time. Baseball, Phillies, three and a half back, all that stuff. We'll get into it. But today, coming off the All-Star game, I thought a, a good day to take a look at the All-Star game itself, baseball itself, and some of the things Rob Manfred had to say prior to the game yesterday about where baseball's headed, um, and some important things we've talked about many times on this show. Get back to them today. Let's start with the game itself. Let's start with the Phillies-specific parts of the game, and then we'll get to the other parts of the broadcast and the game. Um, First and foremost, shout-out to JT Real Muto, the best catcher in baseball, did it on the national stage last night. JT gets the National League on the board, the National League down 4-0, JT steps to the plate in the fifth. Boom! Opposite field shot. Uh, nice to see. Made it five, uh, 4-1 to at that time. JT, a uh, muscles one out. Tops of field and cores. Nice to see. Vlad Guerrero had a monster shot prior to that. Vlad Guerrero would win the MVP of the game. But look, first... Philly to Homer in the All-Star game since 1981. Mike Schmidt, the last time that happened, that is pretty insane. The only Phillies catcher to ever Homer in the All-Star game. And look, as I said before, I mean, in reality, you know, while we talked about this yesterday, but while when, you know, I was growing up and a lot of us, I'm sure, growing up, the All-Star game really mattered. You know, there was a real... 
importance to it. You know, the fact that, that these guys never face each other. You know, the fact that you could see, you know, whoever, Roger Clemens versus Tony Gwynn or, um, you know, all these guys, these, you know, guys you don't get to see face each other. Dwight Gooden against Wade Boggs or, you know, whatever it was. And obviously that would change when they would move to other teams and, you know, Gooden was in the AL eventually and all that. But you know what I mean? Like Gooden on the Mets versus Boggs in the Red Sox now, World Series, another bad example. But you know what I'm saying. Like, to see these guys, these stars you never saw play each other because the American League and National League didn't play and players didn't move around as much and all that, it was it was special. And there was a um, a real, uh, it felt like meaning to the All-Star game, at least on some level. And then, of course, they did the Now It Counts thing, which was a, a disaster. But it did, you know, add to the caring about the game in a way as well. But ultimately didn't work out and I think the right decision to to move on from that but you know now it is a shame because the all-star game just has completely and totally lost the luster it used to have without without obviously accounting but more so without you know the time it used to be the importance it used to hold the monoculture of it all I mean there were so many different reasons for it the fact that baseball stars were more stars I mean there there are just a lot of reasons for it but I, I think it's unequivocally a fact to say that the baseball star game used to mean more. Having said all that, still nice to see a Philly show up on the national stage, right? You know, I still, even though I'm watching that game truly not caring, you know, truly watching it as uh, with a clinical eye of just seeing, you know, stars do star things. No real want or passion for anything in the game except watching a Philly do something, am I right? Like, as boring as the rest of the game was, it was awesome to see JT rock one out. Can't help it. We're fans. It was fun. Shout out to JT for making last night just a bit more fun than it was to begin with. Uh, Second part of the Phillies All-Star game, and I think certainly the bigger story, and um, not a story, but, you know, kind of a little bit. Zach Wheeler. So I'm watching the game, and I figure Wheeler are coming in the second inning, the third inning, the latest, the fourth inning, right? I mean, he's one of the best pitchers in the National League. And of all the pitchers in the game last night, let me repeat that. Of all the pitchers in the game last night, Zach Wheeler, the best from the National League this season, statistically. Leads the league in war. Leads the league in innings pitch. He's second, third, fourth, and all the main categories, strikeouts, all that stuff like Jacob DeGrom, the only guy you could say for sure in the National League is having a better season. You could argue some others, but DeGrom, the only guy for sure. Anyone there last night? And they don't pitch Zach Wheeler to the last out of the ninth inning? Dave Roberts, what are we doing here, pal? What was that? To the point that it causes Zach Eflin... Zach Wheeler's teammate and a Major League Baseball player to tweet out the disrespect and then for the Phillies to tweet cosign. The Philadelphia Phillies slamming Dave Roberts last night. And deservedly so. Like, look, again, this is an exhibition game. It is, for the most part, meaningless. All that stuff. But Wheeler deserved better. Zach Wheeler's never made an All-Star game before. He talked about when he made the All-Star team, he's never gotten any sort of recognition ever in his baseball career. He's never won a player of the week. He's never won a player of the month. He's never won anything. 
and he finally gets selected to the All-Star team for the first time, and not just gets selected, but absolutely deserves the selection. Not just deserves, it's a right. Again, deserved to be selected before any other pitcher pitching last night for the National League. And Dave Roberts waits till they're one out in the, or two outs in the ninth inning to put him in. He gets one out. And look, he struck out Matt Olson. No problem. Boom. See ya. At least he pitched. But what? Till no one's watching a 5-2 game in the ninth inning? What was that? It was rude. It was rude. Poor Zach Wheeler. First All-Star game. Super excited to be there. I'll sit on the bench all game. Huh. Thanks, Dave. Thanks, Dave. Good of you to look out for the guys having the best season. You know who's having a better season than everyone else who pitched for the National League? Scherzer, sure. Corbin Burns, been awesome this year. Not as good as Wheeler, but okay. Herman Marquez, right. You know, it's in Colorado. I get it. And Marquez has been great. But then you go, Trevor Rogers? Taiwan Walker? Freddie Peralta, who I love, by the way. Carrying my fantasy team. Love Freddie Peralta. Mark Melanson, Alex Reyes, Craig Kimbrell. All those dudes pitch before you pitch Zach Wheeler. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Nine pitchers pitched before Zach Wheeler took the hill. It's an outrage. An outrage. Again, I mean, on the flip side, who cares, right? I mean, let's be honest. I, you know, I'm not losing sleep over this. I don't think anyone, maybe other than Zach Wheeler, is losing sleep over this. But it's just wrong. Like, it just felt wrong in the moment. Not even just as a Phillies fan, it's a baseball fan. Like, you get rewarded for the year you're having. You get rewarded for how well you've played this year. Like Kyle Gibson. No one knows who Kyle Gibson is. Kyle Gibson was the third pitcher into the game last night for the AL because he deserved it. Got a 2270 ERA on the season. He's been awesome. Lance Lynn, second pitcher in 196 ERA. Those guys have been great. And yeah, a lot of guys dropped out on the AL side. There's no Bieber. There's no Cole. All those guys would have pitched. But man, Trevor Rogers, Taiwan Walker, Freddie Peralta, Mark Melanson? Really? I don't know, man. Again. I'm not losing sleep over this. I'm not like upset or anything. I, you know, I don't really truly care on, on a basic level, but I don't know. It felt disrespectful. Felt wrong. Felt like the next time the Do- they play the Dodgers, like I want Zach Wheeler to pitch against them and I want him to go out and shut Dave Roberts' stupid face up. That's what I want. That's what I'm sure Zach Wheeler wants. I hope he gets the opportunity because, you know, again, it doesn't matter, but it was wrong. Just call it like it is. It was weird. Disrespectful. It was Zach Eflin's right. It was disrespectful to the season that Zach Wheeler's had, the player he's been. The fact he's a first-time All-Star. Look, Zach Wheeler's toiled longer than Taiwan Walker to be an All-Star. He's toiled longer than Freddie Peralta to be an All-Star. He's toiled longer than Trevor Rogers. All three of those guys have been pitching less in the league than Zach Wheeler. So even if you want to make the forget this season argument, the the career argument, the reason he started Scherzer to begin with, oh, the respect... Where's the respect for Zach Wheeler? Like, what is that? Ah, it bothers me. Again, I said it didn't. It's starting to, the more I talk about it, the more I get angry I get about it. Honestly, who cares? But I thought it was disrespectful. 
And I thought Dave Roberts did a bad job. All right. Let's get to the broadcast itself. A uh, couple things. One, uh, we can all agree. I think all of social media agreed. Uniforms, horrible. I don't know what they were thinking. One of the coolest things about the baseball all-star game is seeing everyone in their own uniforms. It's awesome. It's so cool. Someone comes down in an A's uniform, then a Rangers uniform, then a Rays uniform, then a Yankees uniform. Like, it's great. It's great seeing all these uniforms on the field together, lining up on the to start the game along the, the baselines. Love it. Love it. And they do these stupid uniform. They First of all, they're ugly. Second of all, it's just it takes away the flavor of the game, the heart of what it is, the fun of what it is. So strong anti-full uniforms or, or coordinated uniform stance coming here from this show. And uh, it looked bad. Uh, otherwise, though, I thought the broadcast was fun. Uh, I think we see every year, recently in years, the stuff they're doing in the All-Star game, and I know it needs to be collectively bargained and all that, and we'll get to Manfred and that in a sec, but um, like that's what baseball needs more of. You know, Fernando Tatis and, and Freddie Freeman and Xander Bogarts being mic'd up, you know, being talked to while they're batting, all that type of stuff. Like, obviously, you know, you can't have announcers talk to them while they're batting in a real important game, but you can talk to them while they're in the bases. You can talk to them while they're in the field. Like, I don't know, I... I understand the pushback, but at the same time, like, baseball needs ways to bring new fans in. Baseball needs ways to be appealing on a national scale, not just a local sport. Right now, we all know, you know, baseball has become a much more localized sport. All the love for baseball is from fans for their particular team, and there is not much of a national audience right now for the sport. And obviously they're working on ways to to fix the game itself and, you know, where I stand. And we'll get into some of the other smaller cosmetic stuff that, that Manfred talked about yesterday and some of the other stuff relating to the All-Star game. But, you know, I, I lower the mound if they have to move the mound back, you know, shift. All there, there was all these things they're talking about. And we I you know, I feel that pitcher dominance is the, the biggest issue in the game as we've talked about. But um outside of the 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 dramatic fundamental changes to the game, which, you know, are being discussed, and to pitch clock, obviously, I think is necessary, all that type of stuff. Um, the cosmetic stuff, you know, the stuff where you can make a little tweak to make something a little more entertaining, a little more fun to watch, a little more appealing to the average fan, to the general fan, to whatever. I mean, that is, I think, crucially important. For the game. And, and and in addition to that, a way to market their stars better. I mean, you saw last night, like, Fernando Tatis, that guy should be a worldwide star. I mean, he is charismatic, he is competitive, he is fun, and he is insanely talented. Like, that kind of guy should be a household name. And I think that, and we all know, you know, baseball players are not that now for the most part, but, like, stuff like last night is the kind of thing that could help you get there. More so, at least. Have these players mic'd up. Do new creative things. Continue to mess with the traditional baseball broadcast. Because, as we've talked about, look, baseball is a slower sport. It just is. And, you know, either you like it or you don't. You know how I feel about that. And, and if you don't like it, you can go away. I don't care. But for people who do like the sport, we like the sport as is. And, and you know... People love the sport. It doesn't need to be totally changed and completely repurposed. But if there are ways that you can get more people interested, because it is a slower sport, 
using that downtime by talking to players on the field or doing these creative things with the broadcast is paramount. Like, baseball has to find more of this type of stuff. And I thought that the talking to the players, and I know they've done it before, and it just works, I think is a perfect example of, of something that needs to happen more, personally. Um, I really thought it made a difference. And I think it was a, a fascinating thing to do, and I love it. And uh, give me more. Give me more like that. Anything you could do to enliven and make more original the broadcast, I think it's a good thing. I really, really do. All right, let's get to Manfred. Uh, article on ESPN.com yesterday, Manfred talking to the media about some of the things that we've talked about many times on this show, uh, you know, the seven-inning doubleheaders, a few other things, a lot to get into. Um, so Manfred, uh, we'll talk on a, a few different things that, that Manfred touched on that is all in this ESPN article. Um, first and foremost, he talked about the seven-inning doubleheaders. Manfred said, when we adopted seven-inning doubleheaders for this year, we didn't know the country was going to look like it does now. We were scared it was going to look very, very different. It was a COVID-related change. I don't think that seven-inning doubles are going to be part of our future going forward. Too bad. I hated the seven-inning doubleheader when they came up with it. I love it now. I really do. Uh, at least as someone who, you know, watches every single Phillies game, um, you know, sometimes it's a lot. Two nine-inning games back-to-back is... You know, eight hours of your day potentially, right? At, at best, like seven these days, six and a half, and you know, in a miracle, it's a lot of time. And again, I'm happy to do. It. I love the Phillies. I love baseball, but you know, sometimes that's a little much, a little too much, a lot to handle. Um, I'll be fine if it's nine double letters again. I won't. You know, I'll still watch them. I'll be happy to watch them. But I do think for the the good of the sport, these are all good of the sport changes, right? The you have to get past yourself and your own. Your notions and what it should be in your, you know, old school or whatever. Like, you got to get past yourself. I think seven-inning doubleheaders are a good change for the game. I think it's something that speeds it up a little bit, that makes it a little easier for people to tune in for two and all that type of stuff. So I I, I really love them. Uh, I really do. And, again, I did not like them to start. Wasn't in on it. Um, but I really like them. So I'm in on the seven-inning doubleheaders. I think that's a shame. I think that's a shame. Uh, Manfred also indicated the same about the extra innings rule, seemed to be an advocate. Uh, so saying that uh, he is planning on getting rid of the zombie runner, um, fine with that. I, look, I don't mind the zombie runner. I think it adds some excitement and intrigue to extras the moment you get there. Um, it has created more fun play, more fun strategy in extra innings. I will say I, I heard someone suggest maybe wait a few innings to do it, like wait till the 11th inning or something or the 12th inning to do the zombie runner. Don't hate that. You know, I wouldn't hate that where if you get a couple innings of normal extra inning baseball and then you go to the zombie runner. I kind of like that as a way to kind of spin it forward. But again, ultimately, if they get rid of the zombie runner, I don't care. I'm, I'm fine with them getting rid of it. That's not one I feel strongly about. But I, I don't mind it. I didn't hate it the way I thought I would. I really didn't. But I don't I don't love it. I like seven inning doubleheaders a lot more than I like the zombie runner. Manfred also indicated that he is an advocate for banning the shift. This is a, a big one here. Um, the ban is being experimented with in, uh, at AA right now, uh, where infielders have to have their feet on the dirt, which is obviously there are two ways of, of shifting. We always talk about the 
sides of the field, you know, four fielders on one side of the field versus one or whatever. The other way is is uh, outfield infield shifting where, you know, infielders have to keep their feet on the dirt and then you stop that guy from going into, you know, shallow right field and then another guy from you know, the other part of shallow right field. And that really would affect the shift as well. Um, so I like both ideas. Uh, Manfred said, let's just say you regulated the shift by requiring two infielders to stay on each side of second base. What does that do? It makes the game look like it looked like when I was 12 years old. It's not change. It's kind of a restoration. That's why people are in favor of it. Front offices, in general, believe it will have a positive effect on the play of the game. I'm hopeful that we will have productive conversations with the MLBPA about non-radical changes to the game that will store it to being played the way it is closer to what many of us enjoy historically. What he's saying, and look, I agree with this. I've said this before, and I heard Theo Epstein phrase it this way, and I think it's the perfect way to phrase it is that there's a better version of baseball than what we're watching right now. And there is. You know, we've talked about it a million times. The, the balls in play, the base running, great defensive plays, all the stuff that's fun to watch. You know, strikeouts are not fun. Uh, uh, you know, some are. Not, a, not 20 a game or whatever, you know, 10 a game, or, you know, this or that, whatever it is. It's not as fun. Um, so I do think that... Um, I would... I think the shift is more of a symptom than the problem, personally... But, and I'm always, always been a hit him where they ain't guy and, you know, draft players who hit the ball to all fields. I don't know. It's a crazy thought. Teach players to hit balls to all fields. Like, all that stuff. But I get it. The, the argument against that is, look, when guys are throwing this hard and you're facing 100 miles an hour or whatever, you almost have to just choose. And if you're going to try and choose and go for power, you're going to pull the ball out. And especially if you're just a power hitter, you know, you're going to pull the ball. So I understand the arguments against it, but... Um, look, if they ban the shift, I'm cool with them trying it. You know, that's that's where I'm at with most of this stuff right now. And with the mound stuff, with the with the shift and all that, it's like, you know what? Let's try it. Let's try it. I don't think some are needed. I don't think some are the right change or whatever, but I'm down to try stuff. I thought the seven eight double headers were ridiculous and I hated them. Now I like them. Zombie Runner, hated it. I'm okay with it. I don't love it, but I'm okay with it. Like... We have to be willing to try. Baseball has to be willing to try. You know, that that's the most important thing. The CBA is coming up, and it gets interesting. Uh, Manfred talking about the CBA more, he says, we have very professional work in relation with the MLBPA. Okay, Rob, that's been great, right? More generally, this whole relationship thing gets overplayed and misinterpreted. Strong disagree, Rob. You guys have a horrible, horrible relationship. Own it. Uh, he goes on. He says, the fact you have a period of time, which we admittedly had last spring, where we had a serious disagreements, which became public, I don't think that's a good indicator of whether you're going to get a new agreement. I'm a little nervous about that, Rob. You know, the new agreement is is a real nerves thing for me. I'm worried about a strike. Just saying. Um, last thing uh, brought up, um, uh, talking about MBPA, about uh, wishing every player would get vaccinated, support that. Um, but, you know, I, I doubt that's going to happen. Um, he says, uh, you know, they're not going to push. They're going to encourage. When guys ask, they'll give them information and so on and so forth. Uh, one other topic that was discussed was the All-Star game and players not showing up, which was a real issue. I mean, again, zero Houston Astros were there last night. You know, no representatives, all that type of stuff. But um, he said, we have a basic agreement provision that with certain narrow exceptions, participation in the All-Star game is mandatory. We will post-All-Star game, review the union, and uh, see how all the people that didn't come fit within the exception of the rule, and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, they use injuries and excuse. And Tony Clark's like, uh, I would be careful about calling out people for injuries. That's, that's a slippery slope. But ultimately, look, like the All-Star game was a joke last night. 
Most of the best players didn't show up. Garrett Cole, Shane Bieber, Jacob DeGrom, like the three best pitchers in baseball, essentially. Nah, not coming. We're good. No asterisk game. Sure, we're good. Correa and Altuve and Brantley and all these guys are all-stars. Right? Yeah. Nah. Got other stuff to do. It hurts the game. Are you marketing the game or not? Does the all-star game matter or not? Here's what I would do. Unless they have an injury that puts them on the IL, right? So a real injury. Like, if you're on the IL, that's fine because you're missing games because of that. If your team's willing to give up games because you're that hurt, that's fine. But if you're just, I'm nicked up and you don't miss any games or you don't go on the IL, then you shouldn't be able to say you're an all-star. You don't get your bonus and you're not an all-star for that year. So if this were Zach Wheeler's first all-star game appearance and he said, I can't go, I'm hurt. Zach Wheeler's never been an all-star before. What's wrong with that? It seems simple to me. Do something like that. I agree that with Manfred in this case, they do need to get people at the All-Star game or just don't have it. <laughs> Seriously, just don't have it if it's just going to be people banging out. All right. And again, I don't want to, we're going to talk about this a lot coming up in the next year and all that, but like the, the CBA agreement coming up, I'm not as confident as Rob Manfred. This is my biggest concern with baseball right now is figuring this out because there are a lot of issues with the game that need to be sorted out. And a lot of these things that we talk about, the pitch clock of this and that, and all that is is dependent upon the sides agreeing to do these things. And the history of them agreeing is not great. And the recent history is horrible. So that's going to be big. All right. Uh, basic level. I love baseball. Baseball is great. We could do some things to help it along the way. I think it's a good summation of everything. All right. Uh, tomorrow we'll get back into the Phillies. So much more to talk about as we look into the second half. We'll look at where some players are stat-wise right now. You know, what kind of seasons some guys are having in where they could go, and, and what needs to happen for this team to make a run in the playoffs as we get back to baseball this weekend on Friday. We'll be here through all of it. So until then, thank you for listening to another edition of Phillies Today right here on the Phillies 24-7 Network. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.